You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wisdom.com Test Match Cricket brought to you by Specsavers, the test experts, and Proatar, the new coaching app that connects you with the biggest names in cricket. I'm Adam Collins. I'm alongside Jeff Lemon. At the end of day one here at Dubai International Cricket Stadium, Pakistan have made their way to 255 for three at the close. But it was a sort of day where it could have easily been 300 for one at the close. And then at one stage there in the final session, when Australia got a run on, it looked like they might take four or five wickets as well. So honours are just about even. Uh, honours are slanted towards Pakistan, uh, probably 65-35, mm. I reckon, because, That's fair. Uh, look, there's a night watchman out there, and so that may create a bit of havoc in the morning, uh, you know, if they can slap a few runs, sometimes they uh, annoy the bowling side, but, but basically, fundamentally, okay, three wickets down, but there's a, a fair bit of batting to come, and it's a pretty flat track, and it's going to be ball-burstingly hot once again, and the Australians are going to have to come out in the sunlight and toil, and just, like, there was nothing happened for the first two sessions today mm. with the ball, there was nothing, it was dead, it was just coming through flat and straight and true, and so if it's like that again to start off tomorrow... Same result. Yeah, it's funny to think that after putting on 205 for the first wicket, which was the longest partnership in terms of overs faced ever against Australia in the first innings of a test match. It seems bizarre that no one batted the whole day against Australia on day one before, but yeah. put that to one side. Crickfield supplied us with that stat, the, uh, okay. well, the, the, I believe the, uh, the, the factory of, of uh, polymaths in there, so I believe them as well. Right, but... If you had to pick someone to stato for your life, <laughs> you <laughs> it'd be Crickfield's fellas, <laughs> absolutely. But, uh, you know, Hafiz, what a tremendous story. Uh, he, he's been two years out of international cricket, two years out of the test side, 37 years of age, got there... The old-fashioned way through first-class runs, weight of runs. Wasn't initially in the squad, a late call-up. Gets picked for the 11 ahead of uh, ahead of Fakhar Zaman, who we assumed would play in any case. Yeah. Goes out and makes 126, breaks his hoodoo at this ground. What an innings. He was beautiful. 
Uh, some of his cover driving was was tremendous. He's someone who you, you knew as a bit more of a slap happy sort of one day player. He'd mm. open open the batting in one days and give it a tonk and make thirty six off twenty eight balls or something and and then bowl some useful overs. But uh, but this time, well, his first hundred against Australia as well. So he was delighted with that. But yeah, two and a half years out of the side effectively, and and sort of forced his way back in with runs and political campaigning. <laughs> um, <laughs> managed to talk the selectors around, which not many players have done before. He's like. Come on, go, but, but come on, but come on, I really want to play. And they're like, all right, well, you can play then. And in he comes, whacks 100 and, and delivers. And he was so happy. We, we interviewed him after play, and he was one of the happiest men I've ever talked to on a cricket ground. Well, let's, have, let's re- reflect on that. Jeff's conversation with Muhammad Afiz at Stumps this evening. Muhammad Afiz, welcome to Wisdom.com, and uh, congratulations. You've been two years out of the side. You've come back and made a century at your first attempt back. It must feel great. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's been a tough time for me not to play test cricket from the last two years. But um, I'm really happy to get back and um, do the job for the team. Did you have the confidence that you could make it back into the team? Yeah, definitely. That's, uh, that's what, you know, I've been playing all other formats, like all two other two formats. But uh, this was a format I, w- I was missing the most. Uh, and in the last, um, like I was playing domestic cricket back home. So the confidence was there to, to whenever I will get back into the team, I will perform well. So really happy to, to do that. Why is this the format that you, that you missed the most? Because I love this format. Uh, I personally uh, a fan of Test cricket. So I really wanted I really wanted to continue myself as a Test cricketer uh, because this really challenges you a lot as a as a batsman as a player. Uh, so I really love this this format. And you've played well against Australia before, so were you confident against them again? Yeah, definitely. It it, it always helps you when you when you when you know like you know the position you're playing with, and you always perform. If you do well against them, you know like you know if you you have done that before, you can do it again. So really happy to do uh, my first century against uh, Australia. So really 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 happy. And uh, you you were quite cautious in the first session, and then accelerated after that. Was that a plan, or just playing naturally? Yeah, definitely it was a plan because the pitch was uh, demanding that time. There was lots of moisture inside. We don't want you to lose uh, early wickets in that moisture. Uh, I think we, I with the Imam really batted well in the in the first session because that was a most difficult session for us, and we we managed to to get some runs on the board. Also, we also rotated the strike very well. And that really give us a more confidence. And then I always been uh, positive. I always wanted to um, you know play a little bit more extra shots because this is the way I score my runs. Uh, I'm really happy. Like you know, whatever we planned, it, it really worked for us. But then Imam hit two sixes, and you didn't hit any sixes. What's happening? I think he's uh, he, he got more power than me. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but you you guys put on that was the second biggest uh, opening partnership for Pakistan against Australia ever. So uh, double century opening partnership must be very satisfying. Yeah, very very happy because I when when he was playing with me, I was getting more confident, more more confidence because you know as a youngster he was showing all the the patience and all the basics required on this track. Uh, so that given me a lots of confidence. Like you know, if a youngster can do that, why not me? So Peter Siddle has come back as an older player for Australia. You've come back as an older player for Pakistan. Uh, uh, it, congratulations to both of you. It's nice Thank to you. see you back playing. Thank you so much, mate. So kind. And, of course, his opening partner, Imam Al-Haq, the nephew of uh, 
I love the way he went about it. He was the more understated of the two, although he was the one that cleared the fence twice as well. But it was the way in which he took on mid-on and mid-off almost from the very first over. He forced Tim Payne to change what would have been their standard plan. Two slips to begin with, one slip after six overs, no slips after 10 overs, um, fielders in front of the wicket in catching positions. Sure, that, that would have been a contingency for Australia, but with Mitchell Stark leading your attack, Peter Siddle, a player of such vast experience, you wouldn't want to have to revert to plan B so early, and that was almost exclusively due to MMR Huck. Yeah, well, he, he was able to absorb a lot of pressure. He was uh, able to just bat out long periods quietly and then would occasionally break into some sort of flourish, so, you know, some little solo, and he'd slap one over cover or whatever it was. But um, coming down the track, he didn't look entirely convincing every time, but uh, again, Crickview's told us he'd never been out coming down the wicket. Mm. He's only played a handful of test matches, but uh, he's never been dismissed in that fashion. So every time he's done it, it's worked, um, even if a couple of them looked a bit dicey. Nathan Lyon was the best of the bowlers early for Australia with John Holland, the bowler they tried to take on, which was interesting because that's exactly what Pakistan did to Nathan Lyon four years ago here. They couldn't get to Lyon. They did get to Holland early, but I was impressed by the way he had bounced back in the second session and he got a reward at the end of the day as well, that of the wicket of Azza Ali, who for reasons that best explained by him, he decided to try and take him downtown with about three overs to go. Yeah, well, so six overs left in the day when, when Azar Ali played that shot, but it was consistent with what they'd done across the course of the day, which was any time Holland comes into the attack, go for him, mm. play big shots, intimidate him. Uh, when you've got two spinners in these sort of hot conditions, if you can take one of them out, you almost disable the entire bowling attack because suddenly the fast bowlers are having to bowl too much. You blow them up completely. The one spinner who's left has all the pressure on him and there's, there's almost no way back for a team if you can even take down one of the main quartets. So that was the deliberate plan and Azar Ali, I think, was trying to do the team thing but maybe uh, should have put that shot away. As for the Australian seamers, Mitchell Stark was actually excellent after lunch today. The way he bowled with the old ball, when it started to go, as they say... Uh, he found the edge three times in the space of two overs when they just could not get a breakthrough. He managed to beat the edge. Later on in the day, he bowled with serious pace before Cramp got to him and he had to guzzle some of that pickle juice to get through the final over. But on another day, he, he would through have... the final ball. He had it with one ball left. <laughs> right. How fast do you think this stuff works? Yeah, he took a shot of it at the top of his mark before bowling his last delivery before stumps tonight. But the uh, the real story from an Australian perspective with the ball was, was that of Peter Siddle. He, he did pick up Hafiz, albeit when he was on 120 with a lovely little inducker, a bit of reverse swing on show for him too. But he kept Pakistan honest. They could not score off him. He spoke beautifully when you uh, had a chat with him at Stumps tonight. Let's have a listen to that interview before talking further about Peter Siddle. Oyston.com, uh, Peter Siddle has been good enough to join us after a very long, tough day. You've made it back in the test side. Do you regret making it back in the test side after that day in the field? You sort of do when you get the call and you know you're going to the UAE, but nah, like, yeah, I just loved uh, getting back out there and getting stuck back in. And I knew it was always going to be hard to get that first wicket, but it was nice to get that wicket um, in the afternoon. It's been a long road back for you, a long couple of years, a lot of hard work. Uh, did you have that belief that you might make it back? Yeah, I've always had the belief, but I think, you know, it's just about concentrating a few different things. I think in the past I probably solely just worked on getting back in the Australian team. Everything was about getting back in the Australian team where I knew if I just played good cricket, whether it was Victoria, Adelaide Strikers or Essex, that if I'm performing well, I've got to get selected. Um, And, yeah, that's come about. And, yeah, it was nice to walk out there with the boys. And I was just saying just before that, yeah, with three debutantes, uh, it was nice to walk out with the youngsters and, um, yeah, the start of their journey. 
That Essex uh, bit, you're bowling for them in April, it's about three degrees, you're wearing a beanie, suddenly you're out here and it's 40 and you're, uh, you're dying in the sun, it's a, a bit of a contrast. It is a bit, big turnaround, I was probably lucky there was a bit of sun in the, uh, the later, later months in England, but um, yeah, a lot different here, but I think it was actually like, enjoyable out there today, it's, it, was, it was a lot worse two weeks ago when we arrived, so <laughs> it was actually um, quite pleasing to walk out in the field this morning and, uh, and feel it a little bit cooler. You absolutely did your job description today, all about keeping the runs down and, and bowling straight, and uh, that sort of brought the pressure that eventually brought you that wicket in the last session. Yeah, that's right. I think, um, you know, the boys, credit to us, just as a whole bowling group, to be able to go out, team walks in at none for 200 at tea break, and, uh, you know, it could be a long a long afternoon session, but for us to be able to dig in there late, late in the day, um, you know, three for 50, um, I think, yeah, credit to all the bowlers who got the ball in their hand, you know, took it on upon themselves to perform and bowl well, and you know, stick to those partnerships we always talk about, but it's you know sometimes hard to do with everyone, and I think everyone showed that this afternoon that we could do it. It was a hell of a comeback, really, that last session to drag yourselves back in. How did you keep the spirits up at that tea break when you're, you're over for 200? It was a bit flat. It was a bit quiet in the rooms. I give you to be honest, it wasn't the it wasn't the most fun, but I think just yeah, the excitement of going out there, and, and you know, you get the ball in your hand, you you want to be the one that um, makes something happen, and I think. You know, when everyone's doing that, you, you get performances like we did this afternoon and I think um, it showed just, just the preparation that we've had, you know, the fitness, the skills, everything that we've done over the last couple of weeks, I think it showed today that, you know, digging in late in the day to get the result we did, um, yeah, couldn't ask for a better finish. And uh, quite a bit of reverse from you, that wicket that you took, I think that was the most swing you got all day. You're not necessarily known for it, but it's a club you've had in your bag for most of your career, that reverse swing. Yeah, it is. I think it's just, you know, usually if there's three fast bowlers, I'm probably not always the one that gets the first use of it, so I'm not always getting the best opportunities. But I think today, yeah, I was pretty lucky that it came, it was coming on at the right time. And um, even though the ball was a bit soft in the afternoon, we still made good use of it. Uh, got that breakthrough and a couple of close chances. So it's um, yeah, if we can get get it going with the new bit, bit newer ball, I think it, um, it will, we'll be able to have a bit more um, results with it. But um, yeah, obviously a good day in the end, and uh, hopefully the new rock can get us a couple in the morning. You confident you can crack on tomorrow? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, obviously they're not what he, not Watchman's in, but, um, yeah, it'll be nice to get him early and put a bit of pressure on, um, obviously, Sahail. You know, he's, he struggled a lot early on, so we can build some pressure on him early on. And, you know, get two in the morning, um, we can go from there. I think the spinners are going to play a big part um, later on in the, in the innings for sure. Well, beautifully today, and good to see you back in Australia in colours. Well played. Cheers, Jeff. Thank you, mate. Thanks, bud. Jeff, we go on, on about it time and time again about this man, but he must be the most likeable character in the game. And it's a yeah, it's cliched to say this, but for once it is nice guys finishing first. Yeah, and if Hafiz was the happiest guy I've talked to on a cricket ground, Siddle today was top five, <laughs> um, which tells you a lot considering he just slogged his guts out in the field for, uh, for 90 overs in, in the blazing heat, but somehow perversely enjoyed it. What a masochist. Um, but, but he, you know, just... It, it makes you feel good to um, to see someone so so happy to be back and to have done the work that he's done and and uh, and put in that effort and, and get that reward. It's lovely to see. Throwing forward, we know that you know three hundred and twenty is a pretty decent first inning score here based on the averages. Pakistan should exceed that. It's still very hot here. It wasn't as hot as it was when Australia arrived a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't as hot as it was during the tour game, but it'll be very taxing backing up on day two. They'll have to find a way to keep Pakistan under say three fifty or thereabouts to be in with a decent show when they come out to bat after that. 
Yeah, but there's there's batting to come. You know, Safraz Ahmed made sure. a hundred against Australia last time out here at a better than a runner ball. Um, he'd be he'd be feeling pretty well set up to come in and, and attempt to do something similar this time around. They've got uh, Harris Sohal still at the crease. Barbara Azam yet to come in. He sent the night watchman out ahead of him, and so. I would have thought that they'd be looking to go more towards 400 and, and, and beyond if they can dominate the first couple of sessions again tomorrow when the sun is out and the heat is literally on, then they can go a long way towards that. I kind of wonder what they'll do with the second new ball. Even though Stark was struggling at the end to get through his last couple of overs, he's getting the ball to reverse quite a lot. That's mm. partially, I'm sure, a product of the climate and the atmospherics when it got a fraction cooler and the lights went down. But Well, the lights came on as the natural light dimmed. But again, the second you ball, Stark should be relatively fresh after a good night's sleep and a couple of ice baths. Oh, they, they might be tempted straight up with that. Maybe just to try an over or two with the, the old ball and, and see if it's still going in the morning. And, and if not, switch over to the new one. Um, they've got the night watchman out there. So there's always a temptation to, to get the new one and uh, see if you can terrorise him out. And before we go, Jeff, thanks to everyone for the wonderful support of the Wisdom.com inaugural test match coverage today we we received some lovely support on social media we had Yaz back in the office clipping up all of the bits of audio and video as we sent them through to him Uh, that came up beautifully so make sure you stay with us at wisdom.com throughout the course of the test series because yeah it is it is something new it's something bold and exciting and and we're getting a lot out of the support well we've uh, had a lot of fun today and uh, Brendan Julie and Buzzard Khan and Peter Lawler accompaniments on the call today and uh, Daniel Bredig for the lunch break and Andrew Donison popping in for bits and pieces. So uh, for all, all those callers, uh, we've enjoyed working with them and you can hear most of those voices again tomorrow. And of course, thanks as ever to Specsavers, the test experts, for backing us in as our naming rights sponsor and also to Proatar, the new coaching app that connects you with the biggest names in cricket. This has been day one of Wisdom.com Test Match Cricket at Dubai with Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Podcast Network.